Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. It is, of course, grand final week. We're kicking it off this morning. Cannot wait for the South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Penrith Panthers in just six days. It is going to be a huge week of content on the podcast. Five plus podcasts each and every day coming your way. We've got a, he- a heap of guests line up, a heap of topics diving into Clive Churchill medalists. We've got storylines. We've got it all this week, so stay tuned. This morning, I thought I would dive into the biggest storylines from each side heading into this contest. So many to go through. It probably feels like this every year, but I don't know. 2021 NRL Grand Final, it just feels a little bit different. It feels like there are more storylines than usual. Probably has something to do with the fact that we don't have the Sydney Roosters or the Melbourne Storm in this Grand Final. I think it's the first time in about seven years since neither of these two teams have featured in the Grand Final. South Sydney, for the first time since 2014, when, of course, they won the Premiership. The Penrith Panthers obviously featured in the Grand Final last year. Their last Grand Final appearance before that was, of course, 2000. So they're becoming regulars now, the Penny Panthers, and they are the team that we're going to kick off with today to have a look at all of the storylines from the Penrith Panthers heading into this week's grand final. Now, the word that comes to mind straight away for me is redemption. The Penrith Panthers losing last year's grand final to the Melbourne Storm. We all saw them embarrass the Melbourne Storm just two days ago. What a performance that was on Saturday afternoon, winning that game 10-6 unprecedented. I gave the Penrith Panthers next to no hope. I really couldn't find a way for the Panthers to get up again. You've got to remember, they played South in week one. They got beaten 16-10, a really gritty game there. They then played against the Parramatta Eels last week. They only just won that, but that was an absolute bash affair. They belted and bashed each other for 80 minutes in that game. The Penrith Panthers, they look like the walking wounded to me. We heard all the reports during the week. Kickhouse, he's limping around. You've got Dylan Edwards limping around. Brian Oh, somehow found a way to play that game. There was injuries galore. Moses Leota ruled out last minute. It was batshit crazy. I thought Penrith 
were no hope, to be perfectly honest with you. And what an upset it was. A sensational performance by the Penrith Panthers taking their revenge out on the Melbourne Storm. But if they do not lift a trophy in just six days, does it count for anything? I'll let you decide that. But the redemption story of the Penrith Panthers, it is definitely the biggest storyline for me as far as the Penrith Panthers go. And once again, as I always say, you can always look back to the past in rugby league to see the future. Now, 1990, the Penrith Panthers, they play in their first ever grand final against the Canberra Raiders. They get beat that day. The Canberra Raiders, they'd won two grand finals in a row by this point. They lost a couple a few years before that in 87. Funnily enough, featuring Wayne Bennett as the head coach. But 1990, they lose to the experienced Canberra Raiders. And it should be noted that week, the Penrith Panthers, such a young squad, so excited to be there. As the old wives tale, not the old wives tale, as the tale goes, it's all factual. We had MG on the podcast to tell the story at the start of last year. And they were, I think they were staying in Coogee, I think it was. They enjoyed themselves a little bit during the week. They got on the source on the Wednesday or the Thursday night. Phil Gould busted open the door, saw all the players on the drink, hiding behind curtains, rolling themselves up in rugs. It was crazy. And he said this to them you've just lost this grand final and he walked out of the room and of course they did lose that grand final on Sunday afternoon to the much more experienced Canberra Raiders. We had Isaac John on the podcast the other day and he did mention I'm still trying to get more detail out of him but apparently grand final week last year the Penrith Panthers young squad coming into this against the really experienced Melbourne Storm had played in grand finals before had won grand finals before and of course Isaac told us the other day that Ivan Cleary burst into a room in a very similar situation caught a couple of the boys having a few drinks and carrying on and said the same thing to them. You've just lost this grand final. They did go on to lose the grand final that Sunday afternoon against the Melbourne Storm. Now, the 1991 Penrith Panthers, they won their first ever premiership that year. They came back from losing the grand final in 1990, getting on the source during the week, coach telling them they'd lost the game then and there. They returned in 91 to win the premiership over the Canberra Raiders, the team that beat them in the grand final, the more experienced side there heavy favourites. This 2021 Penrith Panthers side, they're not going to play their Canberra Raiders in the grand final because they beat them in the prelim final. A huge upset. They now take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Still mirrors that 1990-1991 theory and storyline that we've talked about all year. It should be noted in 1991, the man that got the Clive Churchill medal was, of course, the Penrith Panthers hooker, Roycey Simmons, scoring two tries in that game. It was the last game of his career as well. Unreal scenes. I think Roycey's still getting around the, the traps out of Penrith, having a beer with everyone, as he promised. Fast forward to 2003, Luke Prittis wins the Clive Churchill medal there. Funny thing about Luke Prittis, he was the only player in that Penrith Panthers comp team that had won a competition previously, won one with the Broncos in the year 2000. Fast forward to season 2021. Who is the only Penrith Panthers player who has won a premiership before? It is the hooker, Api Curacao. Similar to what Luke Prittis was in 2003, their only premiership winner. Api, of course, won his premiership in 2014 against 
Oh, four, sorry, none other than the South Sydney Rabbitohs. If you're looking for a little uh, a little bit of jam on your Clive Churchill medalist, don't look too much further than Appy Curacao. If history repeats itself every single time, the Penrith Panthers have won the premiership. The man of the match has been their dummy half. Roycey Simmons scored two tries. Luke Pritter scored one and set up another two. Appy, he could be the guy to take it here. And, of course, a former Rabbitoh, a massive storyline there. Another storyline, Nathan Cleary. He's been under a heap of criticism over the last 18 months. I still think he's a Premier 7 in this competition. What I've always said, though, is that when people tell me Nathan Cleary is the best, I go, okay, he's got the best skill set, and that's fine. But on the big stages, I still think Adam Reynolds is right up there with the very best of them, and I think the gap between Reynolds and Cleary is a lot closer than what people say. I said all year that if it's grand final day and you've got to tell me to pick one halfback, I would go Adam Reynolds. The last few weeks from Nathan Cleary have made me second-guess that to be honest with you but this is the class that I cannot wait for Adam Reynolds versus Nathan Cleary I believe these two are the best halfbacks in this competition cannot wait for this matchup a massive game in the career of one Nathan Cleary of course lost the grand final last year far from impressive that was after winning 19 games in a row everyone loved Nathan Cleary we were devastated that he didn't win the the Dalian medal we couldn't believe it he lost the grand final there was a bit of that chokers tag that was being thrown around with Nath he of course then went to State of Origin, underperformed incredibly in that. Queensland won that series, and Nathan Cleary, he was pinned with the under ta- the chokers tag for a long time. He won State of Origin series this year, played very well in it. This is his opportunity to change the entire narrative of his career and prove a lot of people wrong. Speaking of Nathan Cleary and his growth, of course, a man that has played a critical role in that throughout his entire life, and especially over the last three or four years, has been his father, Ivan, who, of course, is the head coach of the Penrith Panthers. We already mentioned the 2003 Panthers. It should be noted. Their front rower was Martin Lang. Their coach was Johnny Lang, the last father and son combo to be coach and player combo in a team to win a premiership was with the Penrith Panthers in 03. If the Penrith Panthers manage to win this weekend, they will become the second Panthers father-son combo to win a premiership together. Pretty impressive considering they've only won three comps. Unbelievable scenes there. The other storyline with Ivan Cleary, of course, is that he's had this running battle with Wayne Bennett, the oldest guy in the game, the wisest guy in the game. This is not his first rodeo. There is nothing that Wayne Bennett hasn't seen before. And as I said on the podcast a few weeks ago, Wayne, he did an absolute special on Ivan a couple of weeks ago. He made him get really personal. He made him just let his emotions flow in that press conference. And personally, I thought Ivan completely lost his head. So Ivan needs to control himself this week. He needs to focus on his backyard and his football team because you know that Wayne Bennett will. You know that he won't get flustered. He won't make any mistakes this week. He's done this week nine times. It's his 10th grand final. It's Ivan's third. He obviously went with the Warriors in 2011. That was an absolute whirlwind he had the opportunity last year. I'm sure he would have taken a lot from it, as would a lot of his players. Tavita Pango Jr., this is another storyline that I want to touch on. A guy that I was pretty cool, pretty critical of arriving at the Penrith Panthers. He's never shown me that he's the sort of guy you can trust in big games. I've got to tell you, I was a little bit nervous the other day against the Melbourne Storm when they scored that first try off a kick, and he ran and found Christian Welfish and started to shake him up and really gave it to him. I thought, wow, early days to be doing that to the Melbourne Storm. Very, very very Tavita, but I'll tell you what, 
The longer that game went, the more I realized that the Penrith Panthers, they went to the Melbourne Storm and they said, we don't respect you. We've got no respect for you whatsoever. We don't care what you've done, where you've come from, what your name is, what rep teams you've played, how many trophies you've got. We don't care. And that's what the Cronulla Sharks used to do to this side. I remember the night that Mick Ennis started smacking Cameron Smith on the back of the head. Everyone blew up Deluxe and Mick Ennis said, why can't I do it to him? Why can't I do it to other guys but not him? He's no different to the rest of us. The Cronulla Sharks were able to beat them in the 2016 Grand Final because they showed them no respect. They treated them like every other football team they came across. The vast majority of teams don't. I was very negative at the time on Tavita carrying on that way with Christian Welsh, probably because it was Christian Welsh and we all love him so much, but it was that sort of attitude that I believe did win this game for the Penrith Panthers, so a massive moment there from Tavita. He's a guy that obviously has had his troubles in Brisbane all along. I've never really thought he's been a positive for them. He's got an unbelievable high skill set, but he comes up with the bad plays, the selfish plays time after time. He hasn't done that for the Penrith Panthers over the last few weeks. Really promising signs. Fingers crossed he can play in the grand final this year. I know if I'm the Canterbury Bulldogs, I'd be cheering him on to play. That experience will be worth an absolute mozza. He has got a little injury cloud around him, so keep an eye on Tavita Pangai Jr. this week. But it would be a great reward for the turnaround that he's made this year, Tavita Pangai. He's copped a lot of shit. I've given him a lot of shit as well, yeah. No, no hiding away from that. He's been impressive the last few weeks. Every contact I've ever had with Tavita, though, he has been a fantastic bloke. He did a couple of dream teams for me and stuff. I've mentioned this a few times. He was lovely, polite, kind, awesome fellow. Gave me all the time in the world. But his brain explosions on the field, they have always worried me. If he does get on the big stage, a big test for him. But he certainly did answer them last week. No doubt about that. We posted on our Instagram page today, Scotty Sorensen. What a story this is. A Cronulla Sharks junior who came through the Sharks system. They brushed him off. We don't want you. He bounced around a couple of reserve grade systems. 2015, he actually spent the season at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Didn't even get a game in reserve grade from memory there. They decided he's not up to scratch. We don't want anything to do with him. This is a guy that's been rejected by the Cronulla Sharks, being a Cronulla carrying bar junior, not once but twice, and then rejected by the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who didn't even give him the time of day. He's found his way to the Penrith Panthers last week. He came up with one of the plays of the game to win it for the Penrith Panthers. Ren down Jerome Hughes. An unbelievable play. Just a courage personified by Scotty Sorensen. I've said on this podcast a few times, I'm shocked that the Cronulla Sharks let this guy go. I hold him in really high regard. This week, he runs out for the Penrith Panthers in an NRL grand final, which is just crazy to think about that storyline and where he has come from. He he made his debut back in 2014. I think people forget this. Scotty Sorensen he has had to work his ass off just to stay relevant in this competition and here he is running out in the grand final unreal absolutely love it very similar story with Paul Momorowski he's obviously bounced around a couple of systems he's actually been a bit of a lucky gem as well he actually was at the Roosters when they went back to back he then uh, was at the Melbourne Storm he sort of had the swap deal with the Tigers and whatnot but he was on their books they won the premiership he's now arrived at the Penrith Panthers so potentially this could be a few premierships in a row for Paul Momorowski I think it was NRL Roast that posted about that. Go and have a look at that post. It's sensational to see. Momorowski, always been a really good fella, always been a champion guy, a guy that does deserve to be successful. Would be a great storyline for him to come from nowhere and win a competition with the Penrith Panthers. One guy that is leaving this side at the end of the season is Kurt Capewell. Another unbelievable story. I remember watching this guy playing for the Jets in the Queensland Cup, coached by the Walker Brothers. This is when the Walker Brothers were setting the 
the world a lot, doing things that we'd never seen before. Short kickoffs, short dropouts, never getting tackled, constant offloads, trick plays, chip over the tops, you name it, kicking on first and second tackle just to get the ball down the other end. They were unbelievable. And this guy, he was probably the winner out of all this. They went on to win that competition. He got signed by the Cronulla Sharks. He went down there. He proved to be a really good utility. And for a while there, you sort of thought, geez, this Cape, well, he can play. But we don't know if he's a center. We don't know if he's a back row. I think he's going to be a perennial sort of bench player. All of a sudden, he goes to the Penrith Panthers. He becomes one of the best second rowers in our game. He's now signed with the Brisbane Broncos for next year. Still has that utility value. He, of course, has represented the Queensland Maroons in the centers. Done a brilliant job there. But this guy, he's a second rower out and out. A brilliant signing by the Brisbane Broncos. The Penrith Panthers, this is a guy they will definitely miss. And they will be keen to send him out a winner. Matty Burton, another guy that is leaving going to the Canterbury Bulldogs next year. I remember sitting there at the start of this year and saying, at the start of last year and saying he has to be the 5'8". Jerome Luai got the gig. He absolutely brained it. Egg all over my face. I was completely wrong. Matt Burton, he shifted out of the 5'8 role. He's jumped into centre. And for me, if he hasn't been the best centre in the game, he's been top two. At worst, you could tell me he's been a top three centre in the game this year. Going to the Canterbury Bulldogs next year, it's going to be a vastly different situation for him next season. A big game for Matty Burton. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Dare I say, center, I think it might be his third best position, to be completely honest with you as well. I think 5'8's his best position. Personally, I think he might even make a better fullback than he does center. So a scary, scary prospect, Matty Burton, one to keep an eye on this weekend. James Fisher-Harris, he's another guy I want to touch on. The Penrith Panthers pack has been built around this guy for so long. He came in as a complete and utter lunatic. He was like Mark Guy reincarnated. He has turned his game around. He is the most stable guy on the field week in, week out. He is the enforcer, but he's a leader. He sets the example. He sets the standard for this Penrith Panthers side. When I have a look at this team, I don't think there's anyone more deserving than him to win a premiership. For James Fisher-Harris, I sincerely hope that he is rewarded for all of his efforts he's put in over the last few years. The last thing I want to mention, and it's probably the most important things, these are the boys from the area. They are the local juniors. You look at Nathan Cleary, Jerome Luai, these sort of guys, they have come through the system. uh, FTA has become a big thing for them from the area. They represent where they come from, and that is massive in rugby league. And I think that is the thing that stands out for me in this grand final. There are so many local juniors for both both sides. It is unreal to see and we don't see enough of it in rugby league. Both of these teams have shown that you can be successful from building within. Yes, they've gone and brought a lot of players. Every team does. But you look at how many local juniors are in this side. How many of the key players are local juniors? I look at the Penrith Panthers, for example. Local juniors, you've got the halves. You've got Dylan Edwards. I mean, these guys are playing key positions in these footy sides. Same as the South Sydney Rabbitohs. You've got Adam Reynolds. You've got Blake Taft. These sort of guys. It is unreal to 
just see these Penrith Panthers boys, they embrace where they have come from. They absolutely love it. They wear it as a badge of honour. The Western Suburbs, they cop a lot of shit from, from Sydney siders. It's sort of, you know, it's always looked down upon. They embrace that. They have risen above it over the last few years, and it's been sensational to see. They've added their own little bit of culture to rugby league, and it really has changed the face of the game. A lot of people were scared off by it at the start, but this is who they are. This is what they do. It's the tri-celebrations. It's the Dragon Ball Z references. It's the music over their shoulders as they walk into Suncorp Stadium. Somewhere that for decades upon decades upon decades, people have walked in there. Just keep your head down. Be quiet. Try and get out of there with a win. Be respectful as you can. The Penrith Panthers, they beat down the front door. They say, we're here. We're here to win. We're not going to give you any respect. We're the best football team on this field. Unbelievable scenes over the last two years from the Panthers. But whether you call them confidence, whether you call them whether you, whether you call them confident, cocky, whatever the hell it might be, they own who they are. They take responsibility of who they are and they keep on delivering. The defense of the Penrith Panthers is the very last thing I'm going to touch on. I could argue that this has been the best defensive season by a team ever. They have only conceded over 16 points three times this year. On two of those occasions was without all of their state of origin players. The other time was against the Melbourne Storm, who was the minor premiers. Lost two games without origin players. The other one to the Melbourne Storm, who had the best attacking season of anyone ever. That's the only three times out of a 25-game season, including finals, which they had to play three games of, so 28-game season where they've conceded more than 16 points. Now consider that we are in the era of point-scoring football. It has never been easier to score points in rugby league. You all told me all season, blowouts are ruining the game, blowouts are every single game. Not when you're playing the Penrith Panthers. Defense, it wins premierships. The Penrith Panthers, Ivan Cleary, Nathan Cleary, and Isaiah Yo, they are all well and truly aware of this situation. It's going to be an unreal grand final. Plenty of content still to come on the Penrith Panthers as the week goes on. And soon, later this morning, we're going to have all the storylines coming out of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 